Welcome to another episode of the Women of Virtue Development Institute Outreach Ministries. I am so excited today. I have on my podcast this morning, Sister Tyranny LaShawn Bledsoe. She is a great friend. She is a great sister. She is my cousin. You name it. We grew up together and I am so excited to have her on this line today. And before we get started, um, I wanted to take a moment to um, feature a Black-owned business. This is Black History Month, and no offense to other businesses, I have to give some respect to those that are in the hustle to ensure that they're serving their community. And that's none other than Roots Juice and Pops, a Memphis-based organic juice business. You guessed it. Remember my grandson talked about it the other day and this business is amazing. They serve so many healthy choices as it relates to cold pressed juices. And guess what? They serve popsicles as well. So if you wanna learn more about their business, please visit their website at www.rootsjuiceandpops.com. Again, that's Roots Juice and Pops you will not be disappointed and guess what they're shipping nationwide all right without further ado I want to bring on my co-host sister Tyranny LaShawn Bledsoe and while we're introducing her I want to take a moment to uh, remember her dear sister who passed away in September now this wasn't COVID related however uh, because this is Black History Month and her sister did so much in the community, I want to take a moment to introduce Terry and then just to talk about her sister for a few minutes before we get into our topic. Our topic today is when passion leads to purpose. And so this month we're going to be dealing with when we're called to do something great and mighty for the kingdom. And so Terry, without further ado, come on board and tell us something about your sister, Sandra Bledsoe. Hey, Robbie. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I am just um, honored to be here. I'm humbled to be here. And um, I would just love to share about my sister. Um, and this is my baby sister, Sandra Marie Bledsoe Osbrook. And um, she did pass away this last September. And um, and it, definitely very hard for our family, you know, as we continue to try and move forward and cope with the fact that she's no longer here. But her legacy um, is what is helping us to push forward as well. Uh, she was, we called her Wonder Woman because she could multitask and do so many things at one time and do all those things well. So that was our little Wonder Woman there. So <laughs> I'm just um, uh, elated to be able to talk about um, the things that she did while she was here on Earth. Amen. Awesome. And I know at one point you had talked about some work that she did with, I think it was at Children's Hospital, some type of community outreach. Can you talk about some of the outreach um, she completed while she was here? 
Sure. She had a group um, that was called Passion Heart. And they would go out and they would bless um, different families with food and clothing and uh, things like that. Um, and she did have a program where she was helping the children at Children's Hospital with some, um, she would help purchase some of the equipment that they needed. And so uh, I believe it was the last Christmas before she got really sick. She was able to purchase those little motorized uh, cars uh, so that the kids could drive through the hospital and wouldn't have to stay in their rooms the whole time. And so God just blessed and graced her with so many gifts. And she just had the gift to kind of draw people toward her um, who would support her. You know, all she would have to do is throw an idea out there. And it's like, you know, a team of people will come together and help her make it happen. And so uh, she definitely blessed many people. Um, in her battle with cancer, she even started a cancer walk where she would have people come together and they would walk the track and they would pray for others. And so even in the midst of what she was going through, she was always reaching out to others. And um, even to her last moment, um, you know, we were there taking care of her and she would have her little board where she would write us notes on there. And she was always still worried about everybody else. You know, did you do this? Did you, today is so-and-so's birthday. You know, she would tell her husband, you know, did you go out and get a gift for him yet? You know, so she was always, always thinking about other people. What an amazing legacy. And I, I think when, um, you know, the, the passing was, you know, it was devastating, you know, with COVID and, you know, it was just, it, it was overwhelming to say the least. Um, and I remember throwing this idea saying, hey, you know, you got to keep her legacy going. Um, and I just believe that um, you and your family, you all are going to do that um, along with her husband and her and her sons, which um, I am extremely proud of because they seem yes. to be young men of valor who has taken this and they they came to you know seem to keep striving, which is a blessing. And so um, I would like to just kind of pivot because you know, our, our topic today is when passion leads to purpose. And I, I believe that, you know, God, you know, has placed us on this earth to do something. Sometimes, you know, we go through life trying to figure it out, you know, like, what am I here to do? And, you know, what is my purpose? And, you know, I know back in the summer or late fall, I think we kind of did a little um, phone conversation and I had a guest to, to come on and talk about the power of purpose. And, you know, I, that particular topic has stuck with me. You know, even for me in this pandemic, um, it is, it's teaching me about myself. It's teaching me a lot about life. I thought I had yes. it together. I thought what I wanted to do in terms of, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or climbing the, the ladder in nonprofit, I thought that was my purpose. Um, which I kind of still do because I think it also it was able to catapult me into, you know, ministry, if that makes sense. But I, I know your family, the Bledsoe family, um, you all are gifted. Um, you you all, uh, I would have to say, you didn't run with the crowd when we were growing up. You all were <laughs> set aside. You all were different. You know what I'm saying? Which which was good because, you know, Mama Bledsoe and, and Daddy Bledsoe, they didn't play. So, you no, know, they didn't did. run the <laughs> <laughs> they, 
they didn't play. So while, you know, some of us were running the streets, acting crazy and getting into fights, you guys um, was in church and you, you all were the, the pillar and, and, and no shade to the rest of the, the Lawton family. But, you know, you all were the pillar. You, you, you all set the example. Um, you all went to church. And you, you know, it was in church every day, almost. Almost, <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting up on Monday mornings, having to get to school, but being late because you guys right. were probably just from Sunday night. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what? That was the foundation. And so I appreciate that foundation. I also appreciate the foundation that my mother instilled yes. um, in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't, you know, we can't really say we're the perfect family, but there was a foundation. Absolutely. <laughs> and so sometimes I, you know, I reflect back to growing up, you know, in Detroit, you know, on the West Side. Shout out, you know, to Lawton Street family. Yes, Lawton Street. So I want to talk about when passion leads to purpose. I know several of us on, you know, Lawton Street, we have pursued, you know, different paths. You know, um, my sister sings, my brother's a comedian, you're doing music and your sister um, Lynn is teaching in education. Your brother, you know, is pursuing his career. And so I know several others on Lawton Street um, that I I am really, really, really proud of the accomplishments. When I go on Facebook, it's like, wow, you know, you guys are really just, you know, doing a bang up job. And so take us into Terry's life. Who who is Terry Bledsoe? And, And give us a little bit about who you are and, you know, who impacted your life as a young girl and why? Okay. Um, well, I, you know what, and I can remember back and I was about two uh, years old. And so I had asthma really bad. And so, uh, and my older sister who has passed away also now, because she would love telling this story. Um, I was about two, maybe three, and I would have asthma attacks really bad, but I would pray for myself. And so my sister, she always laughed about like, you know, you was just three years old, but your prayer life was like a grown woman. She said, you know, you would lay hands on yourself and you was like, Lord Jesus, if you just touch my body, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. You know, so I can kind of remember that. I remember praying for myself back then. I remember like walking up and down the hallway and uh, my sister was laughing, say, mom and daddy thought you was so cute. And I'd be like, go sit down somewhere. Like... <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know what, you would just pray for yourself. And I think that's where it started from, you know, um, coming up, as you said, in a home um, where my mother was definitely, you know, a prayer warrior. And so that, you know, even at a young age was instilled in me. And so um, starting there, I think that's kind of where ministry took place in my life, um, the seed of it. Because by five years old, I was writing my own Easter speeches. Um, it didn't have anything to do with Easter, but uh, <laughs> I was starting to compose my own little poems and things like that. And so, you know, so I grew up in a church where the youth department was very strong. So when you talk about um, who influenced me, it would definitely, you know, be my parents, um, my grandparents, uh, my auntie Shirley, who is your mother. Um, on the street there because our Lawton Street family, you know, we were like a real family. So 
it was like if if you know we was outside doing something wrong, Auntie Shirley gonna call my mama and let her know. Like <laughs> that's right. Uh, so you know, um, back then that's when you know uh, other parents could you know other parents could talk to your kids without the parents getting mad. You know, so if Auntie Shirley put us in line, it wasn't no problem with our parents because they know Auntie Shirley loved us, and so. Um, just the parents on Lawton Street, um, growing up in my church at Greater Mount Everett with Pastor Jesse Bell, um, him and his wife, Mother Bell, were, was influential. Uh, Charlene Bell, who was over the youth department. So our youth department was really strong. And so they didn't they didn't play that where you just come to church and you know, you just sit there as a kid. You had to be a participant in the service. You had to, you know, sometimes Ella Bell would call me up to sing a solo. I wasn't a singer, but <laughs> Uh, I was obedient and got up there and tried my best, you know, and 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 that instilled a lot into you, you know. It it, it uh, uh, showed you how to stand in front of a crowd, you know. It showed you how to be available for God to use you. So all those, you know, things have definitely influenced me um, in what I'm doing today. That's so awesome. And I know that you um, you also went to Central State, which is an HBCU. So tell us about that and what, what prompted you to go there and what was your course of study? Okay. I did go uh, to Central State my first year of college. Um, and I only stayed there one year because I was, you know, I was a mama and daddy's girl and I didn't want to be too far away from my parents. Um, and my mama used to fuss at me all the time because I would come home like almost every weekend. So she's like, you might as well stay home <laughs> if you're going to be coming back this often. But uh, my course of study um, then was elementary education because I had worked um, with preschoolers. And I have always felt, you know, that teaching was one of my callings. So um, I started out there in elementary education. I um, had a beautiful experience there, you know, just um, the college life, you know, and I'm so glad that I got a chance to experience that. And I, I loved it there, but I, you know, wanted to be around my parents more. And now I know why, because, you know, they're no longer here with us. So I'm grateful that I got a chance to, you know, come back and spend more time with them, you know, before they passed away. Yeah, yeah. And I know your love for children um, is, is evident. Um, and I know that you, you worked in child care or early education. Kind of walk us through that and how that pretty much, you know, transitioned you into what you're doing now. Because I know that you, you love kids, mm-hmm. you love music, and you just have a heart of uh service if you will um it seems like you're always about other people so can you kind of you know walk us through um you know how did that how did that come about Mm -hmm. well I started out um well pretty much like early on my older sister was married with children um she's she was 14 years older than I was so uh um by the age of 16 she was married and you know had started her family and so I had always been, you know, one to babysit my nieces and nephews. You know, I was the auntie that uh, would take my allowance and, you know, spend it on my, <laughs> spend it on them. <laughs> and um, as by the age of 18, I was able to get a job uh, at a Montessori school. 
And um, that experience there, you know, just kind of prepared me for all of the other uh, jobs that I had in uh, early child care. Um, I was able to be under a wonderful manager who kind of just, you know, really uh, molded me and, um, you know, showed me how to take care and nurture and teach. And so from there, um, and I thank God for it all the time because I was able to work in the child care field for about 30 years. And I was able to do everything, you know, from um, the Montessori classroom to personal nannying to starting my own nanny company to, um, you know, kind of being a consultant for parents to, you know, and then in the church, I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a youth leader. So I got a real, you know, good. um, And then I went into doing foster care. And so um, I thank God for that because um, he allowed me to take my nurturing spirit to, you know, um, really um, to pour into some children. And now these children are grown. They've graduated from college. They're getting married, starting their own families. And I'm still in touch with some of these families and to see these kids, you know, grown now with their own lives. It's just so beautiful. And then for the parents to still acknowledge me as, you know, they're great kids because of you. You know, you poured so much into my children and this is why they just graduated from law school. And to hear those type of things, is so rewarding that I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And um, wow. yes, so that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So your passion, I can see where that, you know, your passion actually led you to your purpose. And so mm-hmm. when we talk about, you know, impacting the kingdom and, and impacting lives and impacting our communities, I can definitely see that in your uh, career path, if that makes sense. Um, let me ask you this, and I know, you know, we've had time to kind of talk and, and talk about old times and talk about some of life challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord knows I've had, I have, <laughs> I have many stories to tell. And um, if you don't mind, you know, what were some of the obstacles um, you had to overcome to get where you are today? Um, I think it was um, kind of surrendering myself to God's will, because as I said, I started out in elementary education and then I ended up going to school here in Michigan uh, for occupational therapy. And it was kind of like the right before I ended the program, the door was kind of shut on that. And so I didn't understand why. And I cried and I pleaded like, Lord, this is my life dream. Like, how could you just take it away from me? You know, um, and I didn't understand and for years I didn't, you know, and it was kind of like I went through a grieving period because it was like I had lost the baby almost, you know, once you poured and invested, because I can remember, you know, go um, working and then driving to school and then driving back to work, you know, so I'm like, Lord, I sacrificed, I invested, you know, and, you know, and now this has happened. But, you know, God just had a different, you know, path for me. And um, and it was all about ministry. At that time, I couldn't see it. Um, but as I went on, you know, steady moving forward and just kind of trusting God along the way, um, he has brought me into what I feel like my purpose is. And so, um, you know, and during that time, you know, you face a lot of different obstacles. I went through a, a period of having cancer. And God healed me from that. You know, I um, went through homelessness and divorce. God brought me through that. And um, so I've kind of experienced, you know, uh, pretty much all those things. I was looking down a list one day 
of uh, what they say, like our, you know, the hard hitters in life. And um, mm-hmm. and I was like checking off and I'm like, Lord, I've almost done been through everything, you know, but <laughs> like, but, but guess what? You're still that's here. Right. I think Clark <laughs> sings the song, I'm still here. And sometimes I have to play that for myself. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm here despite everything that I've gone through, despite the setbacks, right. you know, despite the reflection, you know, I'm still here. And so um, this is awesome. Um, and, and I love, you know, um, having these conversations because I feel like it definitely, it, it helps me. But let me ask you this. Um, what has been your greatest life lesson? What has been your greatest life lesson? Um, I think um, it would be to um, trust God's timing. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, we want things to happen right away. We want them to happen overnight and, you know, we don't understand why they didn't happen when we wanted them to. And sometimes it seems like, you know, we've missed our moment and nothing still hasn't happened. But I think it's about trusting God's timing um, because he knows, he knows the future. You know, he knows what's ahead. He knows, you know, all about us. He knows what we need. He knows, you know, what he wants us to have. So um, it's all about trusting his timing and then trusting that, learning how to not complain and, um, you know, just always feel out of sorts because, you know, we have to remember that we're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. And so when people are looking at us, they're looking at how we're going through what we're going through. And a lot of times I think we turn the world off because we're so sad and, you know, always the victim and not realizing when we have Jesus in us, you know, we're supposed to be the answer to somebody else's problem, not, you know, always being the victim and feeling like, you know, we're the ones with the problem. And even with, you know, going through our circumstances, we acknowledge the fact, yes, I'm going through this right now, but I also have to acknowledge the fact that I've got God in me, you know, that's going to take care of this situation. So um, just not falling prey to being a victim, but, you know, walking in our victory, learning how to do that. And it, you know, it takes practice, you know, uh, cause some days, you know, you feel like, Ooh, I'm victorious. And then the next day you wake up like, Lord, what has happened to me? So it's, you know, you definitely have to practice being a victim, you know? Yes. Yes. I agree with that. I, oh my God, you, you, you just touched on something right there. We're going to have to definitely expound on that okay. next time we do this. <laughs> Let me ask you, I have a, you know, a few more questions and you know once again we're just you know just talking um if you had to give yourself your younger self some mm-hmm. advice what would it be what would you tell the younger terry i remember having this conversation with my sister irene we were downtown and uh it, it was it was it was a hard question to answer okay. but i had to be real with myself i had to be really real mm-hmm. with myself and sometimes i'm asking myself that question i'm like what would i do differently so what would you what kind of advice would you give your younger self i would say um to definitely have a relationship with god and know the difference between relationship and religion um, I don't regret, you know, being brought up the way I was brought up. Um, but I think that I allow religion at some point to kind of instill a fear in me that kind of uh, overflows to other things. 
And sometimes I was scared to step out or to try new things because uh, of my way of thinking. Um, and that's, that includes the way I thought of myself. And so um, I would definitely tell myself to, to be free in my relationship with Christ. Um, not to mm-hmm. to feel bound and allow rules to, you know, kind of keep me so closed in that nobody ever sees who I really am. So, wow, that's awesome. And so, Terry, what has the pandemic? I know we're, oh my God, we're it's, it's like a year that Ugh. we've been experiencing. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like, Lord, uh, what is going? What has the pandemic taught you? Um, I would say to um, just be. Um, and I kind of feel like that I went into the pandemic before the actual pandemic started. Um, it was like God had kind of shut okay. me down maybe a couple years ago. And um, mm-hmm. and he hasn't like fully released me yet, but I am at, you know, the door. Um, but um I think to just be because I think sometimes we get so caught up in being busy um, that we're not really Mm. active and I think with being active um, you're in pursuit of something you know there's a purpose to being active when you're busy you're just kind of doing things and you know there's no sometimes no reason for it there may not even be any money for it they may you know you're just kind of just doing things without knowing you know, what the purpose is for it. So um, now the pandemic, because I've been shut down, it was like, okay, God was showing me like, no, you're not just going to be out here just doing, you know, little things just to say you busy, but learn just how to be, you know, just learn how to just sit in my presence and just be, you know, you don't always have to be doing something, you know, to feel like that you're accomplishing something. So he's kind of taking me from being busy and to showing me how to be active and productive and then that way I can just be you know in his presence sometimes I just sit down now and I'll you know before I wouldn't even sit to really watch the movie or anything but now I can just sit and don't have to feel guilty about just you know just being who I am you know enjoying life you know so so that has been a blessing for me so that now that I'm walking into more responsibility that God has given me is showing me how to balance it all so that I can have, you know, that balanced life and not going crazy because I'm just busy working, working, working. Now I know more how to balance. And so he had to do that for me before he gave me all this other responsibility because I would have just, you know, been burnt out and crazy with it. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, and I know I wanted, you know, an opportunity to talk about your record label. Um, You know, we want to focus on, you know, the passion leading to, you know, this purpose. I'm seeing, you know, some wonderful things. I know that you have written um, quite a few um, articles or stories or, you know, short Mm -hmm. stories, which I was truly blessed to um, to have gotten a, a copy of. Uh, the project that you worked on and I know that your love for music your love for supporting um, quartet um, groups can you kind of tell us about how you um, got involved with that because I look at you and it's like wow you know this is a young woman 
who wears many hats, but they're to me they're impactful because I can see the effectiveness, I can see the service that you're providing to the kingdom. So can you kind of give us an overview of your record label and how you got involved in, you know, supporting um, these amazing um, groups? Okay. Um, I guess the love of quartet started with my father. When I was like, uh, again, two or three, um, on Sunday nights, he would take me, because my mother wasn't like a big music fan. Um, so he would take me to the concerts with him on Sunday nights. So on Sunday nights, you know, I would hang out with my daddy um, and we would go to these different quartet concerts. So that's where the love of quartet first started. Um, and then as I grew older, I, you know, kind of got more into contemporary and everything. But then um, I was actually just doing a favor for one of the Sunday Best artists, getting him an interview at a station. Um, I called a station, asked him, did they want to interview him? They said yes. And so as talking with the station manager, you know, he asked me if I would do a 15 minute artist segment. And that was something that I hadn't did before, um, but I was willing, you know, to take the challenge. And so that kind of propelled into me um, becoming a host on his show and then being the producer of his show and then the producer of his, of his station. And then I got my own station. And then I began to talk with different music artists that was kind of going through challenges with finding people of integrity. You know, I heard so many stories about, you know, how they had got ripped off or, you know, people didn't uh, come through with their promises. And so I went to God and prayed and said, Lord, you know, I would like to help these artists. I would like to see these artists go forth in excellence and represent your name and, you know, be on different platforms and everything. So God is um, um, just blessing me to be able to create platforms for uh, these artists. Um, and I kind of work in different capacities uh, with different artists. Um, some I'm working with artist development, you know, to help them to kind of get their presentation together. Um, others I'm doing radio servicing where, you know, getting them on the radio, helping them to get on the charts. Um, and then other artists, you know, I'll be bringing on to my label to actually do it all with them. So I just thank God because uh, when I was 15 years old, I did get a chance to record a poem that was turned into a rap, but I didn't know that God was actually using me at that time to see what was going on beside, behind the scenes uh, at a record label. And um, I was able to uh, see and absorb, and now I'm using that today to build my own. And so... I'm just grateful. You know, we never know why, you know, we're somewhere, why God is using us in a certain capacity at a certain time. Um, but nothing is lost. You know, it's like whatever he takes you through, wherever you find yourself, it's like he's going to take that to, you know, build you even more in the future. So I'm, I'm grateful for all the experiences that I was able to have because now you know <laughs> I can act like and talk like I know what I'm talking about you know because I've had a little experience with it so I'm so grateful and that's amazing it's it's like we we have to be open right you know um it takes you know I kind of think about um right around 
uh, November, you know, I don't know what it is about, you know, service to the community. And I, maybe it has a lot to do with, you know, my scouting mm-hmm. background. Um, I, I believe that has a lot to do because, you know, that particular organization, you know, is committed to, you know, serving the community. But I also feel like, you know, it's, it's some of the things that I've gone through in my personal life. Um, so if I see a homeless person or, mm-hmm. or if I see a person that is really going through, my heart is compelled to figure out what I can do to support or to to uh, provide some type of service. And so, you know, I, I'll never forget, I believe I was going to the market and, you know, it was like one night, I think I was sharing with you one night, you know, you go to bed and everything is good. And then the mm-hmm. next morning you wake up, you go out on some errands and the every right. corner is filled with, you know, someone that has either lost their job in the pandemic or has gone through some type of devastation where they're homeless and they're Mm -hmm. out, you know, um, asking for help. And I I remember just like bawling, like, God, what can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, I sent a text out, you know, to to you all saying, hey, you know, I want to put together some gift bags. You know, I want to fill it with, you know, um, hand sanitizer and mask and, you know, uh, granola bars and different things. And I sent this list out and lo and behold, I started getting um, donations and I'm like, Lord, I don't know where you have me in this, but if I can be a service, yes. you know, um, to the community, I'll do it. And so, Terry, I, I tell you, I, I know nothing about Nashville. Uh-huh. I'm new here. <laughs> So, but every time I, I I kept these bags in my car. And so when I saw a homeless person, I drove up, rolled down a window here. You know, I made sure I had my mask on. They didn't get close to the car. But my concern is we're in a pandemic. There's COVID right here. And these people are outside without any any type of, you know what I'm saying? And so when we talk about when passion leads to purpose, I, I, I'm still trying to figure this thing out, you know, for myself. Um, I know uh, for certainty that, you know, God has given me a heart to serve those that are less fortunate because once again, I've gone through it, I've experienced it. I, I went through and one day I'll be able to share that testimony. Um, I went through things that, you know, um, I didn't think I would be able, I would come out of, but it was by the grace of God that, um, who saw me through. And I believe, like you said, every experience is not in vain it is to catapult us into something that is going to impact the kingdom and so terry i i want to ask this question or if if you don't mind if you had to give advice to those that are listening what would you tell them in terms of you know turning their passion into purpose this is a message that you know i would often say when i would go into the schools is that you know oftentimes we're looking for positions that pay money but we forget what what we've been passionate to do. Like, what did God, what is your passion? Turn that passion into, you know, some type of business. And, you know, I would often mm-hmm. tell kids that, you know, uh, don't, don't pursue a career based on how much, you know, you can get paid. But remember what your passion is. What can you do, 
you know, in a in a position that will impact lives and impact the kingdom. You know, just listening to your testimony of how, you know, your early career, you know, serving the needs of young people and how that cultivated them. They're finishing law school. They're getting married. I'll never forget, you know, you're showing me, um, I believe it was a Facebook uh, post of oh, yeah. you a happy birthday. <laughs> and you hadn't seen these people like, 20 years I was like oh my god this is awesome so we never know the impact that we have on people but share with the you know the listening audience um what can we do to ensure that we're cultivating our passion and how does that passion lead to our purpose take a few minutes okay um I would definitely say you know it's, it's, it's about getting to know yourself and um also well, number one, it's always with that relationship with God because he'll reveal some things to you that you don't even know about yourself. So, um, you know, and he'll lead you on the path to kind of get familiar with yourself. You know, the things you like, the things you don't like, the things that move you, you know, the things that uh, you're good at, the things that you can become better at, you know, um, and all of that, um, you know, combined with uh you know, what you like to do um, kind of puts you in position to really find what you're passionate at. And also being available to try different things because sometimes we don't know what we may like until we actually try it. So try different things. Um, and some people, you know, they know their passion right away. They know, you know, this is what I'm called to do. This is, And that's wonderful. And then there's others that don't quite know and kind of have to take the journey on finding exactly what their passions are but definitely do the work that it takes you know to find that thing that God has purposed you to do and um, um, I always say you know you may not be perfect at it in the beginning you may need to sharpen your skills and that's okay because that will happen as you go along but don't be afraid to step out and I think that's the main thing step out and try something and I hear people say, well, what if I do it and I fail or it don't work out right? Okay, then you know, well, maybe this is not what God has called me to do. Or either he wants me to try it a different way or try it again. So you definitely have to have the leading of the Lord to know, you know, exactly what to do. And sometimes, you know, you would try things and he may say, okay, this is not. Because even when I recorded when I was 15 years old and I loved being in the studio and everything. But I wanted to be able to sing. Like, I like, oh, I want to sing. But he didn't give me that talent to sing. But he did give me the talent to help others who could sing. So, you know, sometimes what we want to do, it may not be, you know, the gift that God has given us, but he will show us how to use our talents to even help somebody who can do what we want to do. So um, I, I'm grateful that, you know, I can remember us, you know, over 40 years ago, Robbie, on that front porch where we would have our little neighborhood choir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, girl. I, I think I, I, I think my, my goal was to be this amazing choir director okay. like Betty Moss. I think I wanted to direct. I was so fascinated. <laughs> I was fascinated by uh -huh. those choir directors because they had some... I, I think I wanted to be the choir director, if I remember correctly. But yes, honey, I remember that choir on the... I think we were trying to sing every uh, song. That oh, was yeah. We had... Family. I remember your... <laughs> 
We your had brother. our song selections <laughs> together. Your brother. <laughs> and, you yes, know, it's, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, and yes. even, you know, with you wanting to be a choir director, and maybe that's not exactly the skill that God gave you, um, but he may show you, you know, using your skills, how you can work with choirs. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you can... You know, you have so many skills, Robbie. Like, <laughs> um, you get a, I don't know, Robbie get like create a choir and then produce them and then <laughs> look, um, show them how to market and all kind of stuff. So, um, you know, so God would show us, you know, how to use those abilities that He's given us. But definitely tap into what you enjoy yes. doing and then try to monetize it, you know. Um, there's a way to do it. So, um, and don't be afraid to have a mentor, um, you know, because sometimes we can't clearly see the path that we need to take. But if we connect with the right person who, you know, has been down that path and can, you know, help educate us and inform us on some things, then don't be afraid to connect to the right mentor and um, and go forward. Yeah. Just go forward and be free in your gift. Yes, I, I would say mentorship is definitely important. Um, I know that was something that was, you know, uh, they drove, uh, they drove a lot when I was in, you know, my profession um, as a professional scouter. Is, you know, have a mentor. So I always said that you know, okay. I had several mentors. Um, definitely, that's something that you know we need. Uh, make sure that you know they are, you know, the right person because sometimes you know people don't have, they don't want a mentor, but make sure. Sure, right. Know, you have the right That's person. crucial. Um, it's really important to pour into you. Yes. Um, so, Terry, I thank you for this opportunity um, to share and to discuss, you know, uh, when passion leads to purpose. I, I believe that, you know, during this pandemic, we're going to see um, so many people evolve mm -hmm. out of this with something. They're going to come because, you know, as people have said, you know, God has put us on pause so right. to do some self-evaluation. I know I've a lot. I've poured off stuff out of my closet. Like, I need okay. to go back and revisit this because I was so, you know, and I thank God for my mom because, you know, she kept saying, when I left Detroit and, and um, relocated to Milwaukee, she kept saying, you know, what are you going to mm -hmm. do with the women of virtue? What are you <laughs> like, mom, you know, right now, I'm trying, I'm trying to uh -huh. get adjusted to Milwaukee and she would constantly ask me, what are you going to do? Are you going to start it in Milwaukee? And I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I was so focused on trying to figure out, you know, what was my next promotion? What was my next move? And so I, you know, I feel bad putting it on the shelf. But then again, um, I feel like, you know, I, I placed it on the shelf and maybe God was dealing with me, you know, in terms of, hey, it's time to dust it off. Let's, let's recalibrate and, you know, try to reset this. And so I don't know, you know, what's going to happen, you know, within the next few months, but I'm excited about the direction yes, that um, I'm, excited I'm going you. in. And yes, I, I, you know, uh -huh. it, it's going to look different. You know, uh, we, when we were together in Detroit, you know, we had the conferences, we had the workshops, we had the luncheons, but, you know, 
you know, COVID has stopped a lot of that. And so it's going to be more, you know, a platform of, you know, just bringing on various um, leaders to speak and to inspire those that are in our community. Um, And who knows, you know, I've been contemplating um, a virtual workshop. I feel like it's the need to do that. But whatever the case may be, um, I believe that, you know, God put us on pause to um, do some (laughs) self-reflection and to figure out, hey, you know, I've gifted you to do this. I've, you know, given you this talent. So let me see what you're going to do with it. And so that's why I am now is, okay, God, here I am. You know, um, I had to do a lot of repenting, um, but nonetheless, um, I'm thankful for a second chance. And I'm I'm also thankful for my mom that kept saying, what are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this? I'm like, and of course, you know, my brother David will call mm-hmm. and say, you need to be doing this and you need to. Right. And that's, that's important okay, too, I to have people around you that can encourage yeah. you um, and kind of push you into your dreams. So yeah. it's, it's, it's necessary to have, you know, be in positive company, you know, while you're on your journey. Don't choose to hang out with yeah. the negative ones that want to pick apart your dream and tell you all the reasons why you can't do it but surround yourselves with the people that you know gonna tell you hey it's time for you to get up and do something with this right and you know I, I'm, I'll close with this um, when I was 16 or 17 you know was part of the glad tidings church of God in Christ and I'll never forget this as mm-hmm. long as I live we were uh, dismissal after church and I was standing uh getting ready to either walk out and the late uh pastor uh Reuben Branch walked up to mm-hmm. me and pointed his finger in my face I, okay. I, I was a junior in high school and he said God is, God is yes. going to use you mightily now at that time I didn't understand prophecy prophetic word I didn't understand any of that I just know I stood there with you know like you know my I was just like amazed like what does that mean but do you know every time I got into my mess every time I got into you know my mischief Uh I could see his face (laughs) I could see his finger pointing at Uh me telling me God is going I'm like what so every time you know, I got into right. you know, some, some, some hiccups in my life and made mistakes, it would always come back. And so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, God, you know, here I am. I'm ready. You know, whatever the case may be, here I am. And so um, I leave our community with, hey, whatever your passion is, cultivate it, um, recruit some people mm-hmm. that could mentor you. Uh, polish your mm-hmm. gift, polish your talent. And as Terry said, do not get around naysayers who can pick apart right. your dream. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, and so uh, once again, Terry, I want to thank you for this opportunity to have this dialogue and to have well, thank this Thank you so much for inviting me. I enjoyed this. Yes, yes. Yes, we're going to do more. Um, stay tuned. Um, I have some amazing topics. Oh, that's I'm trying amazing. to bring my mom on board. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh-huh. that she'll, she'll, say, she'll say yes. So, thank you, Terry. I love you. And um, let's continue to pray for those that are yes. um, going through COVID. 
I'm, I'm, you know, getting news every day of different people that are still, you know, uh, contracting it or people that are, you know, passing away from the vaccine. So I just want to, you know, uh, keep those that are in prayer that are going through you know, financial hardships, going through any type of sickness. So let's continue to pray. And so I'm just going to close out with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just want to say thank you. We honor you. We praise you. I thank you for this opportunity to spend some time with my dear sister. Lord, I thank you for this vision. I thank you for this visionary who is doing such amazing and remarkable work in her her passion. And Lord, we just thank you and we bless you for the people that will tune in later to listen to this podcast. That Lord, that you will inspire them, that you will empower them, and that you will give them the the desires of their hearts. Jesus name. Jesus. Amen. Thank God. Amen. All right. right, Be blessed, Robbie. Thank you. you.